new year. Here we go 2022. If you're a longtime Tech Talks listener, thank you for your patience as we relaunch under a new vision. If you're new to the podcast, Welcome and thank you for listening. We have an extensive catalog of over 60 episodes, most of them about six minutes in length outside of our interviews, to equip you with biblical principles, sometimes through the school of hard knocks. There are book reviews, interviews, career tips, leadership advice, and more. My family and I even document how we got through the initial stages of the COVID-19 pandemic with our newfound time at home together. Today, we're going to talk about a concept I call slow down to speed up. With the new year brings new goals and new visions for our lives. And as we embark on these different journeys in our fast paced culture, you're going to feel that speed needs to be part of your equation. We're going to challenge that assumption today and give you some practical tools to get the most out of your goals, dreams, and desires. Let's get started. Hey everybody, my name is Matt Tech and you are listening to Tech Talks, helping you turn adversity into victory. On Tech Talks, we equip ourselves with inspiration and biblical guidance while navigating our career, calling, and daily life. Welcome to the show. When I lived in Illinois, I worked in downtown St. Louis and had a one hour commute every single day. I drove this route five to six days per week for the better part of two years. One portion of my commute was through a rural town called Brighton. The rural highway that we lived on got to about 60 miles an hour and immediately comes down to 30 miles an hour as you enter this town of Brighton. Those of you Southern Illinois friends know that in Brighton, 30 miles an hour means 30 miles an hour. The police will get you for going just one mile per hour over that speed limit. So I usually had to set my cruise control and just be patient through this three mile stretch of town that felt like it lasted a lifetime. Let me ask you something. Would getting pulled over by the police take longer than the four minutes I would have saved speeding through town? Not to mention the $125 ticket it would cost me. What type of stress does that cause throughout the remainder of my day? See, sometimes in life and in business, you have to slow down to speed up. We live in a world that moves so fast that the only constant is change. And many of us along the way have adopted this go, go, go lifestyle. Now, in regards to speed, the shortest distance between two objects is a straight line. But how many of you know the road to success is never a straight line? Most of us are focused on speed and being first that we forget to slow down and execute the fundamentals. I'm no different. I'm guilty of this myself. And I've seen it happen in various areas of my life. Projects, embarking on a ministry, work, renovating our house. Here's an example. We moved recently. If you're a new listener, my family and I relocated from Southern Illinois to West Texas in December 2020 for a new career opportunity. The first three months, we lived here in the hotel where I'm employed, but in March 2021, we found a beautiful, beautiful rental home. When we moved in, there were boxes everywhere. It was complete 
chaos. See, I want everything unpacked and in its place immediately within 24 hours. And if it's not, it drives me up the wall. What I want to do is get it in and get everything where it needs to go, but I need to stop. My wife and I need to look at everything, clean first, and then brainstorm where things can and probably should go based on what we have in the setup of the house. So what we end up doing is we place things in the room we might want them in at first, and then we'll revisit for a specific location in that room. What I would hate to do is immediately place a piece of furniture in a specific spot, and it actually needs to go maybe either in the other corner or in another room altogether. It's a two steps forward, one step back problem. In business, most companies want to be first to market, invent something fast, and get there quick. But even then, we have to slow down to speed up. In the face of rapidly changing and complex technology, we feel we're supposed to adapt by working harder and faster. Some companies even look at speed as a leadership qualifier. So why is this the case? It comes down to two different worldviews, the Newtonian worldview and the quantum worldview. Now, as much as I would love to dive deep into the upcoming Marvel multiverse and how excited I am for comic book movies over the next decade... I will wrangle myself back and save it for another episode. The Newtonian worldview is based in determinism, materialism, and a reflection correspondence view of knowledge. In physics, speed, mass, and inertia, all concrete and calculable absolutes. Outside of physics, it's the assumption that, for example, the blue that I see with my eyes is the same blue you see with your eyes. The sounds I hear are the same as yours. It's a view where leaders strive to control and structure their own challenges while guaranteeing outcomes. A Newtonian leader takes their function in more of a black and white approach, moving as fast as possible from A to B in a controlled and straight line. But remember, is the road to success a straight road? Now, although the Newtonian worldview is simple, coherent, and intuitive, it ignores and sometimes even denies values, human agency, creativity, and evolution companies are finding the Newtonian worldview no longer aligns to help tackle the challenges they face today. Now, the quantum worldview, it's not where Ant-Man was trapped during the blip sparked by the snap of Thanos' fingers. The quantum worldview is based on the idea that we are all connected, sees the world as relative, and that there's a reality where all possibilities exist. Biblically, Paul tells us in his letter to the Romans, quote, For each of us has one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same function. So in Christ, we, though many, form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. Paul also tells us in Colossians, quote, God existed before anything was created and is supreme over all creation. For through Christ, God created everything in the heavenly realms and on earth. Everything was created through him and for him. He existed before anything else, and he holds all creation together. Now, you and I, friends, are part of that creation. Through the lens of a quantum leader, we accept that our challenges are complex. We recognize that because there is a vast array of possibilities in all situations, we need to pace the speed of our work. This enables us to slow down in some moments for a deeper dialogue and understanding of our challenges, learning, and then speeding up elsewhere. But also your experience with something, a breeze, a sound, a smell, is not necessarily the exact same as someone else's. 
The most important element of the quantum worldview is knowing that solutions are always available and require only that we be conscious enough to see them, to be fully present. And then with intention, we can direct our energy towards the solutions we want to emerge. So take a breath. In the slowdown process, you'll also find new ideas that others have not thought of in their high-speed, thoughtless pace. In slowing down, we'll eventually go deeper in achieving objectives, deal more effectively with increased complexity and challenges, all while using less energy than our Tasmanian devil counterparts. Here's a real-life situation. I work in the hotel industry. I came in as a director of sales. Now, on paper, I was very unqualified for this position. Typically, this position requires both a bachelor's degree and previous hotel experience, neither of which I possessed at the time. So I knew I was starting behind the eight ball. And if I wanted to be great for myself and for my family that I provide for, I had to get good and I had to get good fast. What I did, though, was I slowed down first. Now, I could have hit the ground running, gone everywhere, done everything. Instead, I set a pace of learning. I entered a brand new industry. The last thing I wanted to do was rush into things and create bad habits that would eventually need to be broken. And in this state of learning and mentoring, I was able to plot the correct course and then put the gas on. If where you are in life is not where you want to be, it's time for a course correction. And that involves slowing down, maybe even pausing. Look, life is way too short to be spinning your wheels, to be running in the wrong direction because you thought you had to keep up with someone else. Now, I'll be honest with you. The slowing down process is very uncomfortable and you will seldom find others who will slow down with you. This state of deceleration is a lonely place. That's because when you reduce your speed to focus and become better, you indirectly challenge the people around you stuck in what Bruce Wilkinson calls the land of familiar. You challenge the status quo. Here's a hard truth I learned from my late friend, Chris Mattis. You are exactly where you've chosen to be by the people you hang around, the things you listen to, read, and eat. So turn the TV off, close Facebook, close out the gram, uninstall the news apps, turn off notifications on your phone, put down the donut, change your association, open a book, adjust your daily habits, respond instead of react, slow down to speed up. This episode of Tech Talks has ended, but be sure to subscribe for upcoming inspiration. Don't forget to rate and review so we can continue to bring you transformative content. See you next time.